If you do have your Bibles with you this morning, uh, I do want to read this morning uh, some scripture that I don't use very often if I have in the book of uh, Third John. Uh, you can turn back into the, old, the New Testament towards the end of that uh, into the book of Third John. That is the third uh, epistle uh, of John we're going to read here in just a moment. It's a, it's a very, very, very brief scripture uh, we're going to read about. It's only 14 verses in its entirety. Uh, the entire book is. Uh, but it's about uh, John writing a letter. Uh, and in this, he's going to talk about the one I want to look at this morning is Gaius uh, and how that, that he had a love for, for the gospel and a love for people and that, that people would live a good life. And as you're turning to the book of Third uh, John, I want you to ask you this today. Have you ever heard or even yourself wished something upon another individual? Now I say that, and I again, this is not a, a thought that I that has been on my heart just an awful lot in my my time. I do remember though that uh, that God does speak to us and remind us what do we want for other people in our life. So this morning, I, I want you to know above everything else that I would love for you that are here that I can physically look out and see that I want for you, and not just limited to you all, but to others. I want you to be saved. That's what I want more than anything else is to know that you are saved. One of the hardest things for me to, to deal with in my life is hearing about people that have left this life and uh, as far as we knew, they were lost. Now, I don't want to cling to any false hope. I try to be the, the most positive I possibly can. And I try to tell myself, just maybe they were saved and we just never told anybody. Or I, I cling to those things, but folks... You need to be saved not just because you need to tell others about your salvation experience. You need to be saved so you know beyond a shadow of a doubt when you leave this world that everything's all right between you and God. But what do we wish for other people? Sometimes when I stop and I listen, I hear people wish for bad things on other people. They wish for failure or they wish for, for non-success or they wish for, for something to go wrong and astray. And it's like we want a judgment to happen and, and bad things to happen to people. What we're going to read this morning is about John and his wish. Maybe that's the very simple title we have this morning, wish. A wish that he had for Gaius this morning is going to come from uh, the, the book of Third John. And I want you to read with me if you can for just a minute. And we'll begin reading in verse 1. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius. Now, not just well-beloved amongst himself, but other people. He said, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish, there's the word we, we see this morning. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. And be in health. But that's not the end of that. We all, we're going to talk about our health in just a minute. But what do we wish for people? Do we really wish for bad things or do we wish for good things? Do we wish for a soul to be saved or do we wish for a soul to be lost? I pray that we never entertain the idea that we want a soul to leave this world unprepared. Folks, if you get a true grip, uh, a true, uh, a true grip and a grasp of what hell is, we don't even want our worst enemies to go there. He said, not only do I want you to prosper in health, because he says, even as thy soul prospereth. For I greatly rejoiced when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. 
What a rejoicing it was. He said, you've got the truth in you, Gaius. He said, even as thou walkest in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in the truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to brethren and to strangers. And he goes on and talks about how that, that Gaius took care of people. But I want to go back and look, if we can, in that second verse. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. I believe that John loved Gaius, and he said, Beloved. You know, today, I, let's ask you this. Do you believe it's easy to wish for good things for people that you love? I think we all can answer that. If we like people or we really love them or we think they are just good folks in life, we want good things to happen to good people. But you know what we also sometimes have to realize is that good things happen to good people, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to bad people. And it's not about whether we are good or bad because the fact is we all have sin in our life. But do we truly wish for good things? And he said, Beloved, I wish above all things. The reason that John loved Gaius so much is because Gaius was one that was dedicated to the cause of God. Today I want you to know that, that I thank God that you're dedicated to come and be in church here today. I thank God that you made a sacrifice. You made an effort to come and be here today. And my wish for you is that you would all prosper spiritually and physically. For I want to go ahead and let's, let's distinguish something for just a minute. I want everybody here to have, and not just here, but all of the people around the world, I want people to have good health. And that's important for us to have healthy bodies. But more important than your health of your body is the health of your soul. And when we talk about wishing today, we have desires that, that people would be better and get healthy and, and to do better. And he says, dearly beloved, he said, not dearly beloved, he said, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Notice what he said in that third verse. He says, he says, Gaius, he said, I know. And he said, I rejoice when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I believe that John loved Gaius because he was dedicated, he was faithful, and he wanted him to experience the blessings of God. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer off for just a minute. I want you to, to, to see something. He wanted Gaius to prosper physically the way that he had spiritually. Now, the whole purpose behind this this morning and the whole idea is that we separate the fact that there is physical health and there is a spiritual health. I don't know a person that does not want physical health. They want the aches gone or they want the hurts gone or they, they want to be able to endure longer. Or they want to be able to go and do more. Or We always have those things, but what about your soul? Do you want your soul to be stronger? Preacher, once we're saved, we don't need to grow anymore. Do not fall to that misconception. Our faith has to get stronger. Our faith has to grow. Our belief in God has to continue to grow. So we want to, we want to draw a line this morning between the physical needs and the spiritual needs. And we're going to talk about this in just a little bit. That, that, that we have a, a great desire and a longing that we take care of our physical needs. 
But to what extremes do we go through to take care of our spiritual needs? Let me ask you this. Do you think that sometimes we have to consciously and purposefully take care of our own physical health? Sometimes we got to tell ourselves we're going to eat better. Sometimes we got to tell ourselves that we're going to exercise. Sometimes we got to tell ourselves that we're going to try to, to do better. Sometimes there's a conscious effort that we will do things that make us more healthy in our physical bodies. It's not because we want to do them. Our body gets to cravings. I'm not talking about those cravings, but, but our body gets to cravings, and there's, there's a psychology behind that. But, folks, there's also this idea that, spiritually speaking, sometimes we have to do things that are against what we have a desire to do. Do you believe in that? If you've got a spirit about you, you've also got a flesh about you. Your spirit is always going to, to war against the flesh. And folks, the war is that may we listen to the spirit of God more than we do that our flesh. And he said, Gaius, he said, you have prospered in the spiritual realm. He said, I'm asking and I'm praying that you would also prosper, not only in a, uh, a, a spiritual sense, but he said you would also do it in a physical sense. For he said in that second verse, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. A lot of times when we get this idea of prosper. So preacher, what you're telling me this morning is this. That if I do what God wants me to do, I'm going to prosper with material things? That's not what he's talking about. He says, above all, above it, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. What John is talking about is, he said, yes. He said, for what you've done for God, your dedication to God, your zeal for God, and your faithfulness to God, I pray that you would enjoy a good walk in life. You know what sometimes I just simply want people to have? is just happiness in life. That's all I want. Sometimes I just pray that people will find contentment in their life and not just want more and more and more and more. But may we find a place of contentment in our life. Sometimes we want bigger. Sometimes we want sweeter. Sometimes we want something longer and we, we want more and more and more. But at what point in our life can we become content? Are you ever going to be saved any more than what you are? Folks, if we've been saved, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any sweeter. It's not going to get any larger. It's not going to get any longer. We've gotten everything that we have. People sometimes want a bigger and they want more. And they want all of these things that they feel like are appealing under their, their fleshly desires. And he said, yes, he said, I, I pray, as he said, that I wish above all things that thou mightest prosper. In other words, I just want you to have a good walk in life. I want you to live life and enjoy life. In your relationship with God and in your walk in life, I pray that they go hand in hand one with another. Folks, this morning, I'm going to go back and hit rewind for just a minute. Above all things today, I pray that your soul is okay this morning. I don't, have a, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an idea. I, I know I, I've heard testimonies. I don't know what your soul is like this morning. But I know this. And I pray if your soul is unsaved that it will get saved. If, if you're this morning and you're here and you've been saved, then I pray today that God would allow you to prosper. That God would grant you that, he says, that he says, that I wish above all things that thou mightest prosper and be in good health. He said, I'm praying that you would have physical things happen to you uh, just like it does in your body. He says, as thy soul prospereth. 
What he's talking about is, he says, your soul needs to live above what your flesh is. In other words, what is happening to you inside of you, I pray is a reflection of you outwardly today. I know sometimes I kind of get in my frustrated and aggravated sense and we wish for certain things to happen. And sometimes we wish for justice. Sometimes we wish for, for, for maybe some things that are not easy to say. And, and listen to what John said. He said that thou mayest prosper even as thy soul prospereth. He said if your soul has experienced good thing, he said I'm praying that you're going to experience good things in your health. Can I ask you another question today? Do you think that there is a correlation and a connection between your spiritual life and your physical life? And that's something I want you to ponder for just a minute because I do believe that stress takes a toll on a body. That's just me. I'm not going to, to branch off into the science or medicine for a little while, but stress does weigh on our bodies. Folks, if we are saved today, should we? And this is just an honest question. Should we be a stressed people? Where is our faith? Where is our trust? Whom do we believe in? And here John looks at Gaius and he said, Gaius, I pray, he says, my dearly beloved, that I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. The most important thing that John's saying about Gaius is, he said that your soul has prospered. You know what, this morning I know we've talked about a physical prosperity or a physical health or a physical uh, maturity that we might have. But he said, above everything else, he said, that the outside might equal what's on the inside. He said, just like your soul has prospered. He had seen him walking in the truth. He had seen him, I believe it's in First uh, John, in about the first chapter, I believe it is. Let me just turn back and read for just a second. 1 John, in the very first chapter, notice what he says in the fifth verse. This then is a message which we have heard of him, declaring to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. We have a, a, a way that people can walk in the light and stay out of darkness, and when they walk in that light, they find a way of prosperity. And he said, Paul's, excuse me, John is talking about to Gaius there. He said, Gaius, I'm praying that outwardly that you can experience, he says, as thy soul prospereth. Let me ask you something today. Let's shift gears. What if your outward body reflected your inward soul right now? What would it be like? If your soul was to finally put on the image of a flesh, what would it look like? Listen to what Paul is saying. I'm going to read this one more time. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prospereth. Folks, a lot of people in the world today, I thought, what would it be like going down the wall or going to some public gathering today and people's outside matched what was going on, on the inside? You want to talk about a horror story? How evil would it be to walk around and see the inside of man being reflected on the outside? As a matter of fact, I want to go ahead and say that this morning. I do believe that for those of us that are saved, I believe that our outward man should reflect our inward man. Do you agree with that? 
Because today the world cannot see what's inside of us, we've got to let what's inside of us become our outward man. And Paul, excuse me, I said Paul again. John said to Gaius, he said, Gaius, I pray that as your soul is prospered so that you'll be in good health and your body prosper. Today I'm praying that our inward man might work its way outward and we be just as prosperous outwardly as we are inwardly. I can see people now and I have seen them in my life and maybe you have too. They've been up on their beds because they cannot get up. They've been confined to wheelchairs and they cannot move about the way that they want. I have seen people that their health has absolutely failed them. And you know what? They talk about how good God is. Even though their health and their bodies have failed them, inwardly their joy and their acknowledgement of God is beginning to come out. And I say beginning is continuing to come out, folks. I thank God today that there is such thing as that, that even though our bodies may not be the way they want them to be, that it all starts with a healthy soul. I hope today that you'll realize that a good walk in this life all begins with a healthy soul. We want people today, or should we wish for people today to have a healthy soul? That's a very rhetorical question. We should all desire that every soul would be healthy. And then we would desire that they would have that external health. That external health that begins to follow upon that. And we see is that, 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 that may our outward condition reflect that which is inwardly. For let me read to you, if I may, in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. If thou put the bread in remembrance of these things, be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. Again, we're talking about the things that we have to make ourselves do. Notice what he says in the seventh verse. But refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Now, the bike ride that I skipped out on yesterday is not necessarily what this next verse is meaning. For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable in all things. I love to, to swim and I love to bike and I love to get out and move up and down the road. Because I understand that makes my physical body healthy. Not many times does my alarm clock go off and I'm just like, whoo, I'm excited. Let's go out and, and, and get in the heat or the cold and let's go out and, and exercise. But you know, sometimes I realize it's needful, it's necessary. Failed in that yesterday. I already told you that, just confessing to you. Failed in that yesterday. But you know what, today, how many times in our spiritual lives do we fail to make ourselves healthy spiritually? Do we wish for that? And notice what, what Paul is telling you on Timothy. He says, uh, he says, having promise of life that now is and that which is to come. I believe that there are things in our life that we can pray would be healthy for us. Just like we believe that, that, that whatever you consume and whatever you eat, it can be healthy to your body, it can be hurtful to your body. Let me ask you this. Do you think there are things that you can eat that can be hurtful to you? Oh, I can tell you there's a lot of things out there right now. If you eat them, you'll die. You'll just, you're, there are things out there that if you eat... You will die. And I'm always amazed at, at how close something healthy and something that is unhealthy can look to each other. But, but yet there, there's two totally different effects that comes from it. You see this morning, I'm telling you these things because 
Do we just consume anything and everything that's out there? Or are we careful to take care of our bodies? And are we careful to take care of our soul? There's all kinds of things that are out there. And what do we do? Pause for just a minute. Let's go back into the Old Testament. I want to read some in, in Proverbs and Psalms. So kind of flip to those for just a minute. But Proverbs chapter 3 for just a minute. I'm going to turn back and read if I may. Proverbs chapter 3. And let's talk about healthiness and the things that Solomon's talking about. Proverbs chapter 3. And let's skip down to verse 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. There's an action on our end that we have to do. Sometimes we wonder if we're handling the snake while we get bit. The whole idea is get away from it. We wonder why that if we touch something, if you put your hand in water, you're going to get wet. It's going to happen. That's just, uh, as we say, if you lay with dogs, you're going to get fleas. Sometimes we wonder why the effects on our bodies are, but it's because of the circumstances that we put ourselves in. Folks, some of the best advice I've ever been given and that I also would give to anybody else, be careful of the situations you put yourself in. For notice what he said. He's, he gives that warning. He says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel. In other words, your, your body is going to find strength in that. And marrow. In other words, that which is this inwardly, that strength that you're going to have with inside of you. He says, And marrow to thy bones. It's a refreshment. It's something that you're going to find strength in. Health comes from us separating and sometimes getting to a place in our life that we let go. There are things in our life that we have to let go of. Sometimes the best thing that I can ever do in my life is sometimes when I'm either by myself or laying in the bed or out in the car or running down the road or riding a bike or swimming in the lake, whatever I'm doing, sometimes I have to really evaluate saying, Lord, what are the unhealthy things in my life? I'm going to pause that thought for just a minute. Is there anybody here that's got stuff in your house that is absolutely useless and irrelevant, but you just have a hard time letting go of it because it's sentimental? If we're honest with ourselves, there's things in our lives the exact same way. We don't have a reason to keep them. We know they're not doing us any kind of good, but yet we still cling to those things. Today, folks, when we start thinking about the health of our, of our bodies, we, we think about the health of our soul. There's only so much room that's there. Lord, what are the things that we must let go of? Our lives get so consumed and so cluttered with so many things that, that you can't even walk down the attic because it's so full of stuff. And sometimes you can't move and because we cling and we hold on to. And notice what Paul is trying to give. Excuse me, I said it again. But notice what Solomon said here in Proverbs. He's talking about in that... that um, Skipping down to about that uh, eighth verse, he says, uh, he, he talks about how that if we would let go, that our health is going to depend upon us letting go of those things. Are, are we concerned about the health of our souls the way that we are our bodies? I know that you all would agree with me that, that our bodies, that there's ways that we can be healthier, just like I believe there's ways we can be spiritually more healthy by, by consuming or even letting go of, of, of so many things here in this life. Proverbs chapter 4. 
Proverbs chapter 4, skip down to about the 20th verse. My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. If you're around children very long, do you know what their go-to statement is? Well, they said, who's they? My friends. Or those people. Heaven forbid if they say the internet. They said. Folks, we listen to so many things, so many sources, and I'm even going to go out here and say this. We listen to so many sources that are very much not credible. We listen to people that are not doctors, but if you Google it and it says it, then, then we believe these things. But let me tell you something today. God is saying, you need to drown out everybody else's voice and listen to me, folks. Spiritually speaking, we cannot deny that if we listen to God, we will be a healthy, spiritual people. But listen to what he says. He tells them, he said, he gives that, that very warning there in that 20th verse. He says, Attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my saying. He said, Do not depart from my eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. He says, You stay focused on me, and you will be healthy. Today, folks, I believe that, 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 that as John was talking to Gaius, he said, I pray for you, beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. What we have to do is say, God, what are the things that we can nourish on that, that, that we wish to bestow upon that we might feast and eat upon? For notice what he says in that 20th, uh, in the, the 21st, now the 22nd verse. For they are life unto these that find them and health to all their flesh. Can I go back and read those again? And let's read them a little bit faster. My son, attend unto my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, and keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Folks, when we stay focused on God, we find healthiness in this life. For he says in the 23rd verse, keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Jesus teaches us in Matthew chapter 4, he says, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. You see today, what's important for us is not what they say, or not what the social media may say, or maybe even what the majority says. Folks, I hope that we all can agree to this. The most important thing is, what does God say? For a soul that says today, well, a preacher told me I was saved. I'm not worried about what a preacher says. I'm worried about what God says. Does the checklist say that, well, if you're able to check these off, that you're saved, folks? I don't need a checklist to tell me that I'm saved. God can tell you that you're saved. God can and He will and He does. I hope today that we all can agree that God can speak to us things that nobody else can. And when He does, it all starts with a prosperity in our heart. What do you wish for people? To understand the mind or the flesh or even to have a carnal understanding or to have a spiritual understanding? You know what I found out after I got saved? That once you get saved, 
You don't worry about the mind because there's so many things that don't make sense, but it's all part of God's plan. But before you're saved, you eliminate the, 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 the heart and the spirit of things, and you're trying to process all this, and you realize, God, today, we, we, we're not going to understand this. We can't figure this out. We need faith in our, our souls. And this morning today, aren't you glad today to know that when our heart gets healthy and our soul is right with God, that everything else just falls into place? I can't explain everything, but I do know this. I already know who's in control of all things. I know these things. I know these. And that's what he's talking about. That, that man cannot just live by bread alone. But we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Psalms 42 tells us. Back up another book for just a second and bear with me. Psalms 42. And notice what he says in the 11th verse. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? It's easy to get discouraged, isn't it? Preacher, I'll never get discouraged. God's just too good to get discouraged. Be careful. There is a giant of discouragement that is lurking right around the corner that will make you forget about God and get discouraged. For people always, I don't say always, it's very easy for us to say, why me? Does anybody else ever ask that question? Why me? Why does this have to happen to me? Why can't we let this happen to me instead of this? Or why can't it be them? They're, they're, they're made for this. They can handle this. Why me? Folks, God doesn't always ask, answer the why me. But he sure does give us something that we can cling to, and that's his promises. For he says in the 42nd chapter 11 verse, I'm going to read it one more time. Why art thou cast down all my soil? Why art thou disquieting uh, within me? Hope thou in God. And he says... For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Notice what he's titled him there. He says, it is the health of my countenance. He's there for our health. He's there to help us. He's there to, uh, to give us the, 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 the things that we all stand in need of. And the truth is, we all have things in our life that we need. For I want to read one more place in the book of Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16, turn back over one book. Skip down to about the 24th verse. You think your words are not important? Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. Have you ever noticed the difference in being around, let's describe two kinds of people. You've got those that lift up and those that want to push down. You know what, folks, today I thank God that His words and the promises of God are meant to edify and to lift us up. Do you know what that that image that I get is folks we all fall flat on our face sometimes and we need to be lifted up aren't you glad today to know that God can pick you up aren't you glad today to know that no matter what circumstance that we have in our life that God is there to pick us up notice again what we're reading here in that 16th chapter in that 24th verse pleasant words are as a honeycomb sweet to the soul and health to the bones 
A lot of our stress, a lot of our fears, a lot of our worries. Today, if we would just listen to God's Word and let them meditate inside of us, then our souls become healthy. And when our souls become healthy, go back to our text in the very beginning. When our soul is healthy and we wish for people to have a healthy soul, beloved, I wish above all these things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. We're going to say amen in just a little while. We're all going to tell about our weeks and hope you have this week and hope you enjoy this this week and let me know how this goes this week when you do this. We're all going to kind of start driving north and south and east and we're going to drive to the west. We're all going to depart from here. But as we're about to depart from this place in just a little while, I don't know how long it's going to be exactly, I pray not only for your physical health, but I pray for your soul that it would be strengthened here today that you would leave this place and that God would grant you the health of your bodies, but more than anything else, that it would be the health of your soul. Today, we're about to leave this place, and I pray that God would just give you what it is you stand in need of. Today, what do you wish for people? May we not fall into the trap of wishing for bad things to happen to people. May we wish for people to live a prosperous life, that they can walk in fellowship with the Lord. I want us to, to get a song, Brother Larry, if you could, this morning.